And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm here, so <laughs> I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have. I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells okay. me to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like. <laughs> Howdy. I'm I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love Oklahoma. (laughs) I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Vava, this is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Today, a special podcast. I, I, never, I never thought I would say any of these words on our show ever, and I'm very excited to say it. Uh, pitcher from the World Series winning team, the Texas Rangers native OKC resident, and a Thunder fan, Andrew Heaney, is on the show. Andrew, what's up, man? How are you doing, Andrew? I'm good. <laughs> all Andrew pod all yes, the time love here. Love <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Really glad you're here. We're going to do some rapid fire questions to get us started so people can get to know you uh, a little bit better. Uh, number one, what in the world is it like to win the World Series? Man, uh, it's surreal. Um amazing obviously that's you know winning a championship is what every athlete plays for that's what your your end goal is yeah Um, weird feeling like normally the season ends whether you lose in the playoffs or you don't make the playoffs and it's just kind of like well time to go home and start the off season you're already kind of starting to think about whatever vacation plans or what you're going to try and improve on for the next year whatever so this year it was like such a like weird feel like in a good way, but just such an odd feeling of like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Like, like you've reached the, you've reached the pinnacle and it's like, yeah, like now what? Yeah. 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 It was. Uh, and then it was just so crazy. We, we went in Arizona and then, um, we like fly home and it's like, Hey, the parade's tomorrow and you got to pack your stuff in the clubhouse and get out, you know, like it was just such a weird, like it was a, a whirlwind. Um, it was crazy, but amazing. What's the parade like? I mean, you you probably think about and have like thought about either as like a fan of a sport or like as a pro, thinking about like the the parade, like the championship yeah. parade. Like, what was it like being part of it? So, I mean, it started with like just try. We they told us like, hey, show up to the to the stadium like three hours before the parade was like scheduled to okay. start, and even three hours before, we're like, I mean, it's just 
log jam. Like we're just sitting in traffic. I'm calling our security guy going like, dude, I, can we get like a police escort? Like I have no idea how to get in. Like we're just stuck. Like there's no way to get into the stadium. Yeah. So we already knew we were like, oh my God, it's going to be crazy. Like we can't even get to the stadium. Um, I had, so I have, I had twins. Uh, my wife and I had twins in July. Yeah. So they were, I guess what, four or four months at that point. <laughs> so we had them with us. So the way they did the parade was like, we each got like, just kind of like an individual like truck. And yeah. We just sit in the back of the truck or whatever. So my wife and I, each of us had one of the girls like strapped to our chest. And so we're just like sitting in the back of the truck and I'm like, don't fall. Don't like, you know what I mean? Like, don't do anything stupid. I'm looking babies. at the crowd. Like guys are like holding beers, like, yeah, hey, you don't want to yeah. throw us a beer. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I got a baby. I got a baby. So like, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, so basically like in Arlington, it's, you know, it's AT&T stadium, yeah. the new ballpark, uh, the old globe, Life, you know, globe life field. Um, and we just kind of did like a big, like big loop through there. And I don't know how long the, the circle was, but it was like 20 people deep, like the whole way around. Um, people were on rooftops, people were on light poles, people were like climbing anything and everything just to like, it, it was just nuts. And it was so, it was a perfect day. Um, it was, it was amazing. That's so cool. That's amazing. Did you, so like you grew up in Oklahoma City. Did you grow up yeah. going to Rangers games as a kid ever? Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up born and raised in Oklahoma City. Um, I mean, that was, you know, if, if you're just going to a local game, you would go to the Oklahoma city Red Hawks. Yeah. Uh, but if it was going to, if I was going to go to a big league game, like I would go down to the old ballpark. Yep. Uh, I have a, I have a summer birthday. So like a lot of, a lot of birthdays, my mom would be like, pick a friend and we'll go down and we'll like go see a game. And yeah. I think a couple of times we went to like six flags, you know, and that was kind of like, we'd pick a weekend and yeah. that was kind of like my birthday party present sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I went to quite a few, um, and obviously the Red Hawks back then, they were the Rangers like AAA right. affiliate. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was kind of, it's kind of cool. Like you could see, you know, see some big league guys rehabbing or, or whatever. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that's kind of who I grew up going to. So it's probably obviously like surreal to just like be a major league baseball player, but to like sign with the Rangers, was that, was yeah. there anything like particularly surreal about that? Yeah. I mean. I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say like I was a huge Rangers fan. Sure. But like that was the big league team I grew up watching. I definitely rooted for them. Like, you know, the Yankees, they played it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I want the you know, I wanted to beat the Yankees. The Yankees were the bad guys kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um and so just being like everybody around here was a Rangers fan. Like I had so many people after we won. For, for anybody who's, you know, obviously is a basketball podcast, for anybody that doesn't know much about baseball, uh, you know, the Rangers in 2010 and 11 uh, were in the World Series, lost both times. One, they were literally one strike away from winning the World Series uh, and ended up losing to the Cardinals. So, like, it was a very deep scar for a lot of people. And yeah. so a lot of people that I knew that I grew up with or, you know, whoever would just would text like texted me like afterwards and was like, Oh my God, like this is, you've healed so many wounds. Like this is just like cathartic. Like, you know, we, uh, yeah. we needed this. Um, you know, that was the first world series win in franchise history. Like the Rangers, uh, were one of the longest like tenured franchises to like never win a world series. Yeah. Um, 
So it was, it was a pretty big deal and just kind of like sometimes as a player, you just sort of get stuck in your own little world of day to day or what can I do better or whatever. And mm-hmm. it does, you know, it doesn't dawn on you until you start having so many people kind of reach out being like, that was a really big deal. Um, and so it's just, just now like setting in, you know, yeah. it's, it's great. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Like uh, spring training is like just around the corner. Like how, yeah. is it, yeah, we'll is it in Florida or where, where do you guys go? We're in Arizona. In Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Surprise Arizona, which is like right outside Phoenix. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, okay. Let's talk a little bit about uh, OKC in general. When you're yeah. away from Oklahoma City, like you, obviously you're going to miss your family, but are there things about Oklahoma City that you miss when you're away? Like you're traveling a ton, obviously, during the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things I always, so I've been playing pro ball for 12, 13, this will be my 13th year. Yeah. Um, like every summer, all my friends are, we're at the lake, we're doing this, you know, we're doing that. And look, I'm, I'm not complaining. I have an amazing job, but it's like, I always just miss, like, I don't get to experience, you know, some people hate Oklahoma summers. That's fine. But like, I don't get to see the grass green yeah. like everything is yellow and dead when i come home in the off season like yeah i am in oklahoma for just the absolute miserable cold <laughs> windy rainy and it's perfect perfect time to be talking about this, this. is it you right now he's outside right yeah. like i don't ever really you know outside of maybe if we make it home for the all-star break or the COVID year that was you know the weird year yeah um, like i haven't really had a summer at home so i just miss like grilling outside and not like freezing yeah you know like <laughs> getting to swim in my own pool that like everybody else has swam in right. more than me you know things like that that i'm just like that would that would be really great to see the green grass and like warm sun yeah. in oklahoma one time that's that's <laughs> honestly what i what i miss a lot of times uh favorite restaurant in oklahoma city Ooh. um the ranch is really the ranch. good that's a good one Yep, really good. Um, you know, I actually went to uh, actually went to Frida, uh, Frida Southwest. Oh, it's so good for the first time. Really good. Yeah, really, really good. My wife and I loved that. Um, you know, sometimes I just want a, a Del Rancho chicken fried steak or <laughs> yes. chicken fried chicken that really hits. Yes. Um, that's good. Um, we so my wife and I were talking about this. We don't have to get on a tangent, but yeah. like, yeah, yeah, Ted's. Right. Yeah. Ted's is great. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Ted's. But like, is that just like a, a Oklahoma comfort? Like, would you suggest that to people coming in from out of town? Uh, I don't think I would. I That's kind of what we were saying. Like, yeah. I wouldn't put it on my favorite. Yeah. It's like a comfort spot. Like we can pop in for lunch. You know, it's consistent. Yeah. Take 30 minutes. It's good. It's great. Like, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. It's good. But yep. we we're just so I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would put that on there, but that's definitely one that we're like, oh, we can just yeah. go pop. There. Yeah. Uh, favorite breakfast yeah. cereal. Do you eat breakfast cereal as a professional athlete? I do not. You do not. I do not. I think that might be controversial. I'm not really a cereal guy. Okay. Not a cereal uh, guy at all. But if I did, if I did, it'd probably be like Honey Bunches of Oats. Okay. Which I don't know where that ranks. Uh, you know, I know you're the cereal uh, expert. It's, it's pretty low. It's yeah, pretty like low. I think I think that makes me not right. Like if I if that's my answer for cereal, then clearly I'm not a cereal guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
okay, what about the best episode of The Office? I heard you're a big fan of The Office. Yes, yes. Okay, so stress relief um for anybody that doesn't you know the cold opening with you know the the fire alarm and the whole thing that's just yep. just five minutes of just pure comedic genius yes uh you know the whole cpr scene is amazing um if you're into sort of uncomfortable funny uh you know the dinner party one where uh, they have dinner the dinner party. party over at michael and jan's classic hilarious and then i just have to get this out there the one episode the worst episode scott's tots the one where he promises all the kids he's gonna pay for their college tuition it's so painful. i can't watch it i cannot watch it like it is skin crawling cringy like i have to turn it off or skip it every time like i just can't do it so those would be those would be my three extreme uh ends of the spectrum office episodes that's a that's a good call scott's tots is it is cringeworthy i it's one that i can't look away from like i just oh when it's no, on, it's i can't just... look at it i can't do it can't do it <laughs> um okay let's talk a little bit about your background like i just want i want people to get yeah. to know you like you're an oklahoma city yeah. resident like you're a thunder fan um yeah. you know one of the more famous thunder fans i want people to get to know you so um did you always want to be a baseball player like growing up it's like man that would be that'd be like the dream to do this like for my job uh yeah i mean i think yeah uh i don't think i made it my like whole life's mission or anything like that but um i enjoyed playing baseball as a kid i had two older sisters my mom wanted to just you know get me out of the house yeah i was always throwing a tennis ball up on the roof or against the garage door um you know just always throwing a ball and she's like this you know, she's like, you got to play baseball. Um, I got pretty good in high school. And then, you know, it was kind of, it's one of those things that just keeps evolving. Like, oh my gosh, I might be able to go to college. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I might get drafted. Like, no, there's no way that's happening. Um, So it just kind of evolved. And obviously, like, once it gets to that point, you're like, well, now I have to do this. I'm not going to turn this down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you you were drafted in 2009 from yeah. Putnam City Original, which I, yeah. I'm a I'm a PC North Panther. I'm like yeah. we're we're bitter rivals here. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So did, was there like any thought at the time you were drafted in like the 24th round? I honestly don't really know that much about the the draft yeah. when it comes to baseball. But like, was yeah. there any thought of like trying to go pro in that moment? Yeah. So like again this is a basketball pod for anybody that's not super familiar with baseball like baseball you don't enter the draft like teams can just pick you and then you can either say yes or no you kind of negotiate out your your signing bonus and then um go from there i mean at baseball like there's just so many minor league levels like you could get drafted and it's pretty standard for it to take a guy three or four years to get to the big leagues Mm. Uh, especially if you're a high school guy it can be four or five years you know, as opposed to other sports where it's like you get drafted and you're just on the team or you might, yeah. you know, bounce back and forth. So um, it's a pretty long road um, when you're when you're thinking about, you know, getting uh, getting drafted out of high school. So I got drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays and my senior year of high school, I was six one, 145 pounds. Um, <laughs> seriously, like wow. not at all prepared to like play a professional sport yeah. like, uh, you know, professional like it's going to be more grueling than college it's got a little bit easier schedule you're a bit more you know protected more structured you know when it comes to lift and 
routine and all that stuff. So I think it was a pretty easy decision for me, just kind of like knowing myself and knowing that there's no way my body that I hadn't really like grown into yet was ever going to like be able to handle that. So yeah, yeah. I ended up, ended up going to Oklahoma state. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that process. I, now we can come together. I was, I was a cowboy at Oklahoma go. state. Um, yeah. so, so how did you like come to, uh, that decision to go to Oklahoma state? Yeah. I mean, so I didn't, I wasn't like super highly recruited or anything out of high school. Um, basically like eight or so big 12 teams. Um, so it kind of, kind of came down for me between OU and OSU. Just, um, I wasn't going to get like a full ride. I had good grades, good GPA, all that stuff, but like couldn't quite get to the like academic threshold I needed to. So I wasn't going to be on, you know, a full scholarship. So I was like, I'd like to stay in state, like make it a little cheaper. Yeah. Uh, and then I would rather have gone to OSU based on just sort of baseball reasoning. Sure. Uh, sure. More historic program. I, th I, I think I vibed with the coaches better, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State. Uh huh. And um, just had a just had a good feeling about it. Their their head coach Frank Anderson. Uh, who was also kind of the pitching coach. His son was a left-handed pitcher, uh, was in the big leagues. He went to Stillwater, Brett Anderson. Okay, um, yeah. And so it kind of had a – he had a better track record of kind of like helping left-handed pitchers kind of progress and get drafted and that. So, so it just it just kind of like made sense. It was a good fit. Yeah. So you ended up – you did get drafted in the first round in 2012. You drafted yeah. ninth overall by the Marlins. Yeah. So what was that night like for you? Like second kind of second time around. Really cool. So baseball is just now trying to kind of like put together a draft show and kind of have, you know, all the, the prospects and all the people they think I say just now in 2012, they were just sure. in trying to do it. Gotcha. Um, and so I actually got invited to go to Secaucus, New Jersey to, to, be a part of the show at MLB Network. And at first I told him no, because a lot of times it's the high school guys that go. It's not a lot of the college guys. Yeah. And they were like, hey man, like we're gonna help, you know, we'll fly your family out, we'll put you up at a hotel, like it'll be something you won't ever, you know, forget. And I was like, okay, like they're right. I'm I'm gonna sign. Like I'm probably not coming back to college. I know that at this point. So I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And uh so the draft is actually on my 21st birthday. Okay. So I, I got awesome. drafted on my 21st birthday, uh, you know, have my parents there. My girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, was with me. Um, you know, I had family there. It was, it was really cool. Um, awkwardly tried to put on the jersey and shake the commissioner's hand. And it yeah. all went to hell in a handbasket because <laughs> somebody forgot to unbutton a button. Whatever. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it was awkward. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but then like get to go back to the hotel afterwards and like have a beer with my dad on my 21st birthday after getting drafted. Like it was just That's like, couldn't have man. worked out in a you know better way. It was just, it was a really cool experience, man. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, so you play for the Marlins, angels, Yankees, Dodgers, and Rangers. What's been yeah. your favorite franchise to play for and why? Um, every different stop 
for different reasons. I mean, I played all the way through the minor leagues with the Marlins. Um, something I think fondly of, you know, like minor league situation in baseball can be pretty, uh, pretty grueling. You don't get paid very much. You're shacking up with four or five other people and kind of just surviving. But it's something, you know, it's kind of like you don't you don't forget the uh, the grind, you know, the whole yeah. thing. So that yeah. I think finally that I spent most of my time with the Angels, um, you know, was there for seven and a half years. Yeah. Had a ton of great friendships, um, you know, really established myself as a big leaguer there. Probably had my best year of my career as a Dodger um, individually. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, an organization that's so you know, just iconic. Um, obviously the Yankees are iconic, but I was awful when I pitched for them. So yeah. don't really think fondly of that necessarily. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like the Rangers kind of the hometown win the world series. So it's like probably the Rangers, but I mean, it's a yeah. close tie for a multitude of different reasons. And just, you know, this year, this past year was just unbelievable. Just personally, professionally, like the whole thing was just such a, such a great, great year for me. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, let's talk about the Thunder. So you're a big Thunder fan. Yeah. Um, so tell me, did you just become a Thunder fan because the Thunder are here in town? Like, what's like, what was your what's your Thunder fan origin story here? I mean, I kind I kind of think it's similar for a lot of people in Oklahoma, where it was like we didn't have a professional team in any sport, any yeah. capacity, really. Um, you know, obviously we had the Hornets come here. We went to a couple games yeah. uh, of the Hornets and kind of like really first time really getting like a up close taste of like NBA basketball. Um, and then obviously when they come here permanently, you're like, I mean, I'm born and raised in Oklahoma City. Like we have yeah. a professional team. Like you have to be a fan. Like it's the only it's the only choice. Like you have you have to. And so kind of started from there. Um yeah, I guess that would have been right around kind of my like college, starting college years there, um, and just enjoyed watching them. And obviously, like everybody's just as a Thunder fan is just so lucky to just have a team come in oh and just be gosh. like that good, that exciting, that like just enjoyable to cheer and root for. Um, and then they've really kind of continued that. Like I think as an athlete, just. I don't know intimately the how their organizations run, but you get an idea, a sense of it. It just sure. seems like such a well-run, um, like player-first type place. And yeah. I think you know, as a fan, like you get to you get to reap the benefits of that because it just feels like the players genuinely play harder and and know how lucky they are to be part of this organization. Um, and so it's just really cool to feel like there's sort of this this whole reciprocating feeling of like everybody's like happy to be where they are, you know, like yeah. Oklahoma City is hopefully people, you know, understand how lucky we are to have an NBA team. That's something that people shouldn't and don't take for granted, I guess, with the vote. Yeah. That, you know, for the yeah. new stadium, it seems like people really understood that. Yeah. You know, the, the, whole, the whole thing. So, yeah, it's a huge deal. I mean, I try to I try to emphasize it to people that 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 didn't grow up here, maybe Thunder fans like around the world, or even you know, I talked to a lot of people around the league. It's like, man, I didn't even tell my kids because like my kids get to go to a lot of games, and like I have three boys that 
are all like Thunder fans. I'm like, guys, you don't know like how cool this is. <laughs> you get to go yeah. to like NBA games. Yeah. Just on, like a yeah. random Tuesday. You can go yeah. to an NBA game. I used to I remember just like going up to my uncle who like he went to a Spurs game once and I was like, just tell me what it was like. I just yeah. want to know what it's like to be like in the arena for a game because I grew up just watching ball. I was a big Shaq fan. And so like I would yeah. watch games all the time. And so it is it's crazy that like there's a team here in OKC. It's we, just, it's just wild. we used to be going to Blazers games. Now we're going yeah, to like NBA Thunder. Game. No, no offense to the Blazers, but, yeah. you know, like this is this is the real deal. So Hey, offense to the Blazers. Do the Blazers <laughs> even exist anymore? What's that? Do they exist anymore? The Blazers? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So this is names completely. This was a minor league hockey team. Yeah, that was like that was like the big ticket. Or like the uh there was the Cavaliers that was it was like a minor league team. The yard dogs, if you're really into arena football. You're in arena football. We got the yard dogs, which is like the most Oklahoma City name ever (laughs) for for an arena football team. No doubt. Uh that was amazing. Um okay, tell me your favorite role player from like past years with the Thunder. So like one of mine is uh, Dion Waiters. I love Dion Waiters. <laughs> I loved his attitude. He was just like off the wall. He did, he was either doing something amazing or something yes. like I cannot believe he's doing that. Uh, Waiters Island, him. baby. Waiters, that's right. I loved every second of it. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, role player from Thunder team's well, past? I do love Dion Waiters. I do love his quote that like, well, I, I'm going to butcher the exact quote, but basically like, you're not, you know, if you go over ten, you're not like confident. You got to go over twenty. What's like, what's the exact? I need quote to look it up says? because it's it is unbelievable. I'd rather go over thirty than over nine because you go over nine, that means you stop shooting. That means you lost confidence. Yeah, it's the <laughs> ultimate deal. And he, hey, he played like that. He lived he up to that completely. He did. So I love that. I respect that about him. Um, man, I mean, role players like just guys that i watched that i just love um you know the early iterations of of the thunder like ibaka yeah. i mean he, he's not really a role player i guess i mean he was part of the core but um you know collison he's mm. got i mean he's got his jersey and you know in the rafters like he's oh, yeah. the, the ultimate guy oh yeah um one that's kind of funny that he was only here for a year but like i was all all on board with the danila gallinari yeah i I love. Did you have you ever heard like his uh, his song, his anthem? Have you yes. Ever heard the, yes. the anthem. Yes, I have. It's. I uh, I would go like shoot around and just like play the song, just like as a joke. We'd be like playing the song loud as hell, with saxophones <laughs> and everything going on, just shooting around. And he was another guy that was just kind of like fun to just. He would jack him up and yeah. kind of played like a unique style. Um, yeah, that particular team was really fun. Do you is it am I seeing right like the jerseys behind you are from that team? Yeah, so I got I got a I have a few of them. There's a couple in the other room, but okay. yeah, I got Chris Paul, Steven Adams. I have a Danilo Gallinari one in yes. in the room. I have like <laughs> an early, early Shea, J Dove. Oh, cool. Um obviously like all the guys on this year's team, you know, the Kenrich and the Wiggins and the, you know, you can name all those guys and be like they're awesome, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, man, uh, Andre Robertson, I think, yeah. is a guy that I know he had his his flaws as a player, sure. but um, was just seemed. I think more from the emotional side of things. Like I pull for him, just you know, for 
the injury history that he has oh, yeah. and you know totally. kind of the way I know it's not completely over for him but um just kind of the way that that ended was was tough so kind of a guy looking back you're like man maybe I should have appreciated him more yeah uh, in the moment uh, because he did play a pretty pivotal role totally totally so, those are kind of just off the top of my head yeah. um again like Adams not really a role player but right. just you know oh. uh an amazing dude, amazing guy to watch, fun to watch. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I hope I hope one day he'll come back and be like the backup center on this team. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Yes. Uh, let's talk about this current team. They are yeah. shockingly good. I mean, they they go in, they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road in a game that just it felt like it was out of hand, and yeah, they they come back. Uh, the uh, the word that Mark always uses after games like that is resilient. I mean, they are a very resilient team. Yeah. Um, what were your kind of expectations for this team? And then, like, just d- describe, you know, what you thought about the team so far this season. So I was, uh, you know, I listen, I listened to you guys' show, listened to the Fry Pod and all the other ones. Um, I was kind of on on Team J. Like, I I yeah. really thought that they were going to be a fifty win team. I just kind of was. It's easy to say now, right? They're on pace for like hey. whatever six wins, but yeah, um, I just kind of felt like they just have, like, they don't have those. Mo- you know, we, you guys talk about like the non-Shay moments, mm-hmm. you know, on on the court, but it's like even even when they just go with like a like a near full bench, you just don't ever feel like, oh my god, we just have to survive these minutes. Like, yeah, and totally. in the NBA, like when you have guys that you know you can put them in. You're gonna get a hundred percent effort. They're gonna be diving for loose balls, trying to doing all the little things. Like you have that on your entire roster. Like it's not like all these teams talk about. Like oh, that's our glue guy, our heart and soul guy, our hustle guy. It's like who would you pick on this team to say like who's the glue guy, the heart guy, the hustle guy? Like there's like seven of it's them. a bunch of them. and i think yeah. like as fans like as a fan of the team and just a fan of good basketball like you have to really enjoy that because yeah. you don't get that like night in night out the effort consistency like the just pure emotion and enjoyment of watching them is something that a lot of fans don't get to experience <laughs> like yeah they're gonna have off nights that's fine but like it's not going to be for a lack of want to or will. And I think that's just as a fan, that's all you can. I mean, that's why everybody loved Russ, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's a maniac mm-hmm. and you never know what you're going to get as far as results, but you know what you're going to get as far as effort. And that's what I enjoy watching. That's what I enjoy about this team. It's just a great brand of basketball. Yeah. They're, they're coached really well. Yes. And everybody's everybody is exceeding expectations in yeah. I mean for the most part. Like Shea is somehow better. I mean, I remember watching him last year. I'm like, I don't know if he can get much better than this. Yeah. He's he's a better player this yeah. year, like no doubt. Obviously J Dub is a lot better. I mean, the yeah. guy he and I, I'm afraid to even say it out loud that he's shooting forty five point eight percent from three this season. I mean, it just yeah. is absurd. And then like I feel like as a you know, as a Thunder fan, like you talk to other people and you're always kind of like, I don't want to sound like a homer yeah. or I don't want to. <laughs> it's like you could legitimately be like, hey, he, he should be an all star. Like if you yeah. just look at his numbers and everything like he should be an all star. But it's like you sound like such a homer because 
people don't even know which Jalen Williams he is. And right. you're like, oh, he should be an all-star, <laughs> right? Like I was watching the Clippers game the other day. And of course they put the banner under him while he's shooting free throws with the wrong Jalen Williams stats. And I'm just like, that's, that's so it's bad. just so frustrating. It's you're so like, bad. this guy should be an all-star. And we can't even get, you know, we have the whole debacle down in, was it in Miami or, or Atlanta where they're sitting around for 15 minutes trying yes. to figure out who the in personal Atlanta. foul was on? Right, exactly. And you're just like, this is why we wear jerseys. This yeah. is why we have jersey numbers. How are we screwing this up? Like, I can't believe that this is happening. Like, what is going on? So, like, you're, like, constantly teetering on this, like, Napoleon complex of, yeah. like, oh, we're the little team that nobody yeah. believes in. But you're also, like, trying to be, like, no, we're good. Like, we are an NBA team. We're... I say we. I'm not on the team. But you know what right. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, just, I don't know. I'm rambling. But I just, I love watching him play. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely like Homer moments where you're like, okay, you start, start thinking about awards. And I've, mm-hmm. and I've had this conversation with a few different people. It's like, well, I think, I think Embiid is the MVP, but like there's yeah. a good chance that Embiid's going to miss enough games where she, like, I, I believe firmly that Shea has been the second best player in the I league agree. this season. And I have to like check myself. Like I'm like, okay, I need to go watch like five other teams play that have like really good players before i can feel like i can say that out loud and then i yeah. do and i come back I'm like yeah it's shay like shay's yeah the the second best player i think Embiid's been ridiculous so, he had 70 yeah, last night doesn't help like, he scored 70 last God, night. that was so crazy <laughs> what so okay so i had a question about this mm-hmm. so say he's one game short and he's you know they're locked into a playoff spot like obviously he's gonna play mm-hmm. let's say he rolled an ankle what happens if he just goes out there they tip it. He takes a foul and comes off the court. Like that's a game played. Obviously, it's going to drag his averages down and everything. But like, is there are there stipulations like within the seventy five or sixty five game rule? I I do believe there are stipulations. I can't remember what they are, but I remember when they came up with the rule that there are some stipulations gotcha. on it. I'd have to go back and look. I was I was uh, talking about that with a buddy of mine, and we were kind of saying like, yeah. I don't know. They're going to find a way to roll him out there. And yeah, I mean, the good thing for the Sixers or for us as Shea and Thunder fans is the Sixers are, he already won an MVP. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to like, you know, get past the first or second round. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of exceed the expectations they've had. So I don't think they're going to take any chances or run any gimmicks or do anything like that just to get a personal award for him. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong on that. You never know. I mean, it, an MVP is extremely valuable for the team too, right? Like as a player, it's obviously an amazing accomplishment, but it's a big deal for the franchise. Yeah. Uh, oh. To have an MVP, so I don't think they'll take that lightly. But I'll, I'll just be interested to see, like, when it comes down to it, like, I don't think they'll take chances, like playing in big minutes, or if they're if they're locked into a seed and they don't really need to win a game. Like, what do they do? You yeah. know, do you just play them 10 minutes and then pull them off? Do you just have them take a tip and then I think, foul? I think this is right. And people in the chat are saying it, that it's 15 minutes. You have to play, at least, okay. have to play at least 15 okay. minutes, which is, yeah. I mean, that's not nothing. It's, <laughs> yeah, not. it's hard to limp up and, up and down the court for 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's we were talking about that the other day. I was like, I know they can do that for, like, player incentives and things yeah. like that. I didn't know how that worked for... Uh, you know, for for the awards. Yeah, and I mean, it's a good question because I do think it will come. I think it will come down to that because Embiid's already missed a good chunk of games, and yeah, 
he always misses another chunk, sure. you know, down the stretch. Sure. And, you know, I mean, it's it's going to come down to it. Yeah, and to have three different – and it's it's – I mean, it'd be amazing just to have three MVPs in the course of 15 years of your mm-hmm. franchise. But to have three from three different guys is insane. To and think three, about. like, different timelines, too. Yes. Like, that's the crazy part. It's not yeah. – I mean, obviously, like, Russ and KD played together for – however many years they played together but Mm -hmm. like it was it was totally different like iterations of the team that's what's crazy too like they had kind of like switched i don't know i I think that's like an amazing thing too like really changing the kind of the team outlook the expectations style of play Um, so yeah we're we're so lucky to to be able to watch this team night in and night out yeah, without a doubt, and 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 a lot of it is just how they they run the team and they, yeah. you know, plan for this next era. Because I mean, you look at other teams. I mean, you look at Charlotte. That's one that I pick on all the time. But man, it has got to be just so rough being a Hornets fan. Like it's just got to be tough to like get yourself going to think about okay, what does the future look like? And it's like, well, maybe we can make the play in in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and they've been at it for so long, just like trying to get their team good. But it's I mean, Pressy's proving like there. There's a strategy that, and you need luck, and you need everything that goes into it. Like the Thunder have had a lot of luck, you know, on yeah. their side, but a lot of it is like strategic planning. That I mean, they sure. are meticulous about the way that they do every single thing. Everything is like very thoughtful. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's holistic. I mean, I think a lot of people just think, oh, like you just go sign a player, you just trade for this player, and all of a sudden, like things are gonna click like sometimes it works right like if you have the infrastructure it can work if you have the team and you just need that one guy yeah it can work but people have to like want to play hard people have to want to be where they are people have to you know players have to be bought in you have to have the right system a coach that people respect and listen to there's just so much to it that like behind the scenes like i mean we all know in the nba like player gets disgruntled they can be out of there oh yeah force their way out quick Mm -hmm. and you just you don't see that in oklahoma city and you would people would i think outside people would be like why would anybody want to go play in oklahoma like Mm -hmm. what's there to do Mm -hmm. what's you know but i think this episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra the official beer sponsor of the nba want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, (laughs) I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. People, players get drafted and I think are genuinely excited to come to this organization. Yeah. Um, And that's... A says a lot and B you're going to get a lot more out of players because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. I know Chet like wanted to be drafted here. Like he was yeah. excited to be a part of the organization. Um, <laughs> you have the, the whole Wimby like smiling and fist pumping because he didn't go to Houston or the, you know, the Houston pick <laughs> came off the board, you know, when right. they were doing a lot of balls. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that can't feel good if you're a Houston fan yeah. or, a owner or the front office, like you've got to be like, we have a generational talent that had he gotten to us, clearly didn't want to be here yeah. kind of thing. That's yeah. that's just never going to be a recipe for success or, like you know, sustainable, you know, success. Yeah, it's bru- it's it's it is that would be totally brutal. Um, let's continue talking about homerism because we talked about <laughs> Shea MVP, yeah. which I think is yeah, like yeah. on the table. And we've got like two more. Like, there's a chance the Thunder have like these three big awards that are mm-hmm. handed to them at the end of the season with Chet as the rookie of the year and then Mark as the coach of the year. But let's talk about rookie of the year real quick. Um, just thoughts about Chet, maybe your expectations or w- whatever you thought about him and then what he's, what he's been to the team so far. I mean, obviously just the, the way he fits with the team you know, you said, earlier you had said, like, how could Shea have been any better this year, right? Like, I, I think there's always that fear almost of, like, oh, like, there's no way this is repeatable. Was this just the moment in the sun kind of season? And it's like, no, I think he's better this year because of – I mean, because he's a great player. But I think Chet frees him up to do that. Yeah. Um, the one thing I've been really, like, surprised about and almost, like, I'm surprised that Chet's been playing as much as he has, like yeah. missing an entire year with an injury yeah. and then just playing every game. Like that's been, he's, he's played over 1200 minutes already. Yeah. That's been really interesting and like refreshing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, that you're, I don't know if that's an organizational philosophy. I don't know if that's him just pounding his fist on the table saying, I'll tell you when I need a day kind of yeah. thing. I don't yeah. know what it is, but, um, that's just been really unbelievable because there's times that you're just like, man, like he kind of looks tired. Like nobody would blame him if he was tired. Like you went from college to an entire year off playing basketball to now like playing at a rookie of the year cal- caliber play mm-hmm. for a really good team playing significant roles, significant minutes and just like getting ha- – I mean, it's every game he's like – like getting an elbow to the face or like getting, you know, yeah. like slamming his head on the court. I was at a game that he like hit his head on the court and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's amazing that he's just played as much and been so like 
good. I mean, yeah. like, just you don't see that. And people will make the whole like, well, he's not a rookie. He's a sophomore. He didn't play a single minute in the NBA. I don't care how much NBA. I watch a lot of NBA basketball. I can't go out there and do it. He did like just because he was watching doesn't all of a sudden make him like, you know, infallible in mm. making rookie mistakes. Right. And yeah. for everybody that wants to like ding Chet for that, like Wimby was literally playing professional basketball in France. Like, yeah, let's let's not act like he, you know, was in college or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, he's young, obviously, but he was playing professionally yeah. in game having offenses tailored to his skill set. So, mm -hmm. you know, he, he was also, you know, had a leg up on most other normal rookies that just come straight from college. So it's going to be amazing to see um, kind of how that, how that race goes. I, I'm a little skeptical just from the, the national narrative of the hype around Wimby and yeah. just the, he's, Chet's done and some unbelievable things, you know, throwing oops to himself off the backboard, like yeah. blocking, you know, some amazing blocks, all the things. But basically every game, Wimby does something that you're kind of like, did that really, <laughs> did that happen? Why did that look so weird? Yeah. Is that normal or is he a freak? Like what's going Like, I think he has the national kind of hype and media behind him and sort of the like, the highlight package kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like without a doubt, he does. So I kind of worry about that. And maybe there gets to be some Oklahoma city fatigue. If you got like Shea's MVP, Chet rookie of the year, you know, Dagnall as the coach of the year, like, you know, maybe somewhere somebody's like, are we just giving them too much credit? Are we really like right. we propping them up too much? Like, I wonder if, that's what makes the clean sweep hard, not because those guys don't all deserve it. Yeah, no, that's a really good call. The thing that we got to keep saying, and we got to say it really loud, is that Wimbanyama is the the worst high volume three point shooter in the league. <laughs> Can't shoot threes. There Can't you go. shoot threes. So got to bang that drum. Yep. He's just, you know, what? he's just not ready yet. That's okay. Yeah. He's not ready to take the award. It's okay. Yeah. It's not his uh, fault. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Give him some time. Give him some time. Um, Mark Degnall. You, yeah. You've been coached all your life, and and maybe mm -hmm. you don't know Mark very well, but I'm sure that you've at least like heard a lot of his pressers and heard him talk yeah. and everything. Um, what, what sticks out to you about about Mark in particular? Yeah, I, I don't know him, um, and I I don't want to pretend to know what's happening behind the scenes or yeah. or anything like that. But as a as a player, you want to play for a coach, a manager who obviously puts in the same amount of work, has the same amount of drive, yeah. effort, want to win as you do. Um, you hear, like you watch a game a lot of times and you know, like uh, for whatever reason, Jason Kidd comes to mind where it's like, he'll just go get teed up kind of like on a random play where you're like, okay, that, was, that wasn't egregious. I don't know why you got a technical. And then, you know, the play-by-play -play guy, oh, he's just trying to fire his guys up, whatever. It's like, well, like, no, like that. I know what you're saying, but it's like, it's, it's a pattern. I don't want my coach to just get random technicals to fire me up. Right. Like I need him. Like, I this is no shade of Jason Kidd, but like, sure. You know, I need a guy that I know like is going to be, I'm showing up at 6am. He's already there. Like, you know what I mean? Like you want to feel like they're in the foxhole with you. And I, it yeah. just seems like he has that respect from his players. I think 
being a guy that like came through the G League, D League, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. wherever he started with, you yeah. know, coming through the college ranks. Like I think I think that's players respect the heck out of that too. Just knowing that that like he wasn't just, you know, his dad was a coach. So now he's the coach, you know, sure. or or anything like that. I think he's he's completely uh earned it and obviously advanced because you don't advance if your players don't want to play for you. Yeah. Um and then on top of all of that, like I just think he's from what I see, and I'm I'm not a fraction of the basketball mind, obviously, that he is, but like it just seems like just so many more like creative ways to get guys open, creative ways to and it helps with the players for sure. Yeah. Um, but it just seems like he's on top of it. He he kind of has a little edge to him. Like mm-hmm. He's not afraid to pull guys out. He's not afraid to kind of send little messages here and there. Um, I, I like that. I think the players respect that. I think that's just like you want that in your coach. You want that hard-nosed mentality. You yeah. want the, you know, just players have to earn their playing time, right? Like you have to work extremely hard for that. Like you want to feel like it's either being rewarded or being, you know, punished a little bit because of the way you're playing. Like you want to, you want to feel that, that, that coach is invested. So I'm just, it's, and then like, he's just so young. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't feel that young. So like, I know he's an old spirit an old soul, but like, yeah. I'm sure to some extent, like even just being that young, like I think players are probably a little bit, it's a little bit easier to like relate to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and him to them, even even as an old soul, uh, yeah. you know, I think that's got to be. He's growing with the the team in the same way. Yep, I think that's totally right. He, I, I was talking to a former player the other day, and he was just like, "Man, if I was coached by a guy like Mark, my career would have been completely different." You know, yeah. and that like kind of struck me a little bit when he said that because. Like you look at some of the role players on this team, like I think of Kenrich Williams as like one of those guys, or even like Aaron Wiggins. Like there's a chance like neither one of those guys like really makes it if like they don't land on this Thunder team. You know, Kenrich was like on the fringes. He was a throw-in into the trade that people thought like, okay, he'll just be waived and they'll bring in somebody else. And, you know, now he's like, you know, making, you know, a, a lot of money and is you know, found a home for an NBA team. I mean, that's, it's pretty cool to see. And like Mark is, he's putting these guys in position to where they can be the best version of themselves. And it doesn't happen with everybody. Like you, yeah. you, it can't happen with everybody, Yeah. but the guys that it is working for, you're just like, wow. Like Mark is helping like make these guys career in some ways. Yeah. No. And you know, having a, having a coach who's also like, aligned with your organization oh yeah but but just again from the outside looking in like probably has yes he came through the organization like they handpicked him in some ways but Mm -hmm. like he doesn't seem like a guy that's just gonna like roll over right and like and say like oh this guy has to play so many minutes and like Mm -hmm. we don't want to play this guy we want to you know coming from a player side like hey let's avoid hitting this guy's games played incentives, right? Like I understand those things happen, but like you can lose a lot of respect really quick. If you feel like as a player, like, man, 
This dude's just getting minutes because they just this front office drafted him and they want to play him, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like this guy's getting minutes because he's freaking good, like, yeah. and he helps us win games, like. So I think I think it seems like he's got some power to sort of be like, no, we're gonna we're gonna play this guy because he's really good and I like what he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think that's got to be nice for players as well. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, who is Who's your favorite player to watch? And then who's your favorite role player on the team? I mean, I think I think for a lot of Thunder fans, it's been really refreshing to watch Isaiah Joe. Yeah. Just because like it's it's it still like hurts my brain to think about the fact that like this team is like the best shooting team in the league. <laughs> I know. Because for so long it was like, you know, we were like, Anthony Morrow, heck yeah, like let's go. Like we got a shooter, you know, like and no again, no yeah. shade at Anthony Morrow. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Player, but like thinking about that like now to you know, like just seeing, you know, Isaiah Joe like just for so long do something that like every fan was just like, can we get somebody that can put the ball in the hoop from like <laughs> further away than like six feet? Like that would be really nice. Like that would be amazing. Um, yeah. So that's been like really enjoyable, refreshing, and just you know, for a guy that gets like I don't know waved or exactly how he you know what the official wording is for how he got here. This has been really like it's got to be a good feeling for him, like yeah. an Arkansas guy is closer to home. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, Lou Dort is just the ultimate like <sighs> I don't know, like just unsung hero in every game. Like, yeah. he just, I know, like. You know, you can talk about like, why the hell are we fouling Anthony Edwards on a three up three? Just, <laughs> just stand there and watch him. If he makes it, he makes it. If he doesn't, fine. Like uh-huh. we're good. Like just don't foul him. Don't give him three free throws. Like, uh-huh. I mean, obviously he knew what he was doing, but um, right. you know, <laughs> we, hey, listen. If he didn't do that, we didn't. We wouldn't have gotten to watch Anthony Edwards choke live choke. on TV. Yeah, he missed the miss. Like that's oh, hard to do. He missed the miss. He did miss the miss. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. But that's what like you kind of love about him, right? Is that it's just like doesn't matter. It's reckless abandon the entire game, and you know, seventy five percent of the time it works out. The other twenty five percent, it's maddening, right? Yeah. But like, you got to respect it. You got to love it. I think the team. In my opinion, like the team feeds off of that energy. Like I think that he, I think he does kind of bring that like intensity to games, even in sort of the mundane games or the the blowout games. Like he's still playing hard. And then I enjoy like I just think it's so fun to watch like a a good individual one on one defender like taking on these you know like elite players yeah. and holding his own. And a guy, it's not like I understand Lou Dort's physical, but like physically gifted in like the way that some of these other guys are like, he's not, but he still is just kind of like always playing like above his skis. You know what I mean? Like he's always sort of like, it seems like every game he's an underdog for one reason or another and Mm -hmm. still comes out on top a lot of times. And that's just like, again, as a fan, that's just super enjoyable watch. Um, Yeah. It's all, it almost like plays into like the whole story of it that he went undrafted because like he wasn't yeah. supposed to yeah. go undrafted yeah. and even like leading up to the draft he was a first round prospect yeah. and the fact that he goes undrafted is almost like the ultimate like Lou Dort story you know yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I would put 
those guys up there just for their different reasons. And just because I didn't want to say like Shay, because yeah. Shay is just <laughs> He's unbelievable. so enjoyable to watch because he, really he takes is. a shot, like a clean shot, and you're like, two points. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yep. it just feels so good to just know that something's automatic. Like it's it's he's unbelievable, obviously, yeah. for for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. And is extremely good defender and yeah. has been like so good on that end of the ball. Like yep. I think you talk about like, you know, the MVP stuff. Like I hope that that gets brought up more. I know Embiid's an extremely good defender too. Yep. You know, all the numbers really favor him. And obviously like offensively he's, you know, a freak. Yep. But I think that hopefully Shea will kind of get his his credit for, you know, all the work that he's been doing on the defensive side too. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh Andrew Heaney, thanks you so, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. You'll you'll be at some games. You'll be at some games in the next like couple weeks, maybe. Probably, honestly, probably not. Probably not. Um, we have we have like half season tickets, but okay. they uh, they sort of end like in in end of January. Okay, um, it's kind of weird. We, the, the Thunder have been really cool, like kind of working with me to yeah to do like the block when I'm like home, you know. So yeah. I do like the first half of his home games. Yeah, um, I might try and like try and pop in for like one more game, but. It's been uh, got a lot going on, so yeah, might have to just be watching from home. But yeah, I know you got. I mean, obviously, you have your job. You're a professional baseball yeah. player. But if the Thunder are in the playoffs again, are you going to find a way to make it to a playoff game? I would love to say yes, but it would have to be the stars aligning. Yeah, I mean, just that's a bummer. Baseball, we just play every day, <laughs> like, like all we just the time, play every night. Yeah. Like there are just if there happens to be a Sunday night game in Dallas in the playoffs. Absolutely, I will be there. But yeah, beyond that, if we're not on the road in some city, I don't know. Like it's just probably not going to happen. But I would love to. I'd love to do that. Yeah. A uh, question from the chat. This is a good question. Yeah. Everyone yeah. needs a smile. Says, how did you find down to dunk? That's a great question. I don't even know the answer to this question. I don't know if I know the answer to this question. Okay. Honestly. Um, <laughs> I, do, I don't, I don't know like that. Dang, I feel bad. I should like, I should have some great story okay. about how I, there's not need to be I a great got, story. <laughs> no, I, I, I ended up, so I started getting season tickets. My wife and I did probably like three or four years ago. Okay. Um, and so probably that's where I just really was like, I'd always watched the thunder and paid yeah. attention and, you know, been in on, you know, all, all the stuff, but kind of, I think it was more I just started listening to podcasts. I think before I was just more like would listen to the radio or listen to music on my phone. But now I like drive and listen to podcasts. So that probably helped. Yeah. Um, Hey, I actually have a funny story for you. So I was listening to the pod one day and you were talking about the time you went to the game. Uh, I think you you were with your kids and you got picked to do the camera thing. (laughs) Yes. Where you had to like find rumble in the stands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. I hadn't listened to the podcast yet, uh-huh. but my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, uh-huh. used to work for the Thunder, and would was do, like her job was like on-court entertainment stuff. Okay, and her job is to like pick the people who do the half-court shot, do the like in-game promos. Yeah, so she like was talking to my wife and telling her about oh yeah you know, I ended up like accidentally like 
picking like a reporter. Like she didn't know. Like she was like, I picked a reporter and I kind of like got in trouble because people like recognized him. Not yeah. like in trouble, but you know, right. like recognized him. Yeah. And so we were just laughing, thought it was funny. And then you ended up telling the story. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that was my sister-in-law. That's and like, funny. So you were, yeah. So it was, it was kind of funny to hear like the other, your side of it. Like, <laughs> she was like so nervous and was like trying to, because the way those things work, like they just like, scramble like last second to yeah. just like find people yeah and so she was just like i just had to find something like the 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 timeout like promo was like set to happen in like 20 minutes so i had to like you know <laughs> whatever so anyways i thought it was kind of funny i was like on the other end of that like hearing the story that's so. amazing yeah that yeah. night so i think part of the reason i got chosen because i wear glasses normally i, I don't wear them on do podcasts <laughs> but i wear glasses and like the promo was for like the dean a mcgee I institute yeah. or whatever. And so I think like I was just like just some normal looking guy wearing glasses. They were like that guy. <laughs> and I told him, I said, listen, like I, I cover the team. And as long as you're OK with it, I would yeah. love to do it because yeah. it's and dude, she was probably like, no offense to you, but she was probably like, yeah, we just need a warm yeah. body. She was like, we yeah, sure, somebody. buddy. Like you have a podcast. OK, you know, um, yeah. it was that was really funny. And yeah. I almost dude, I would would have lost that contest i won it at the very last second because the cameraman behind me i think i told this on the show before but he was behind me saying like go to the left no no, no go up no no no, back down back down back down like tell me where to go i was like in complete panic mode like i i don't even know how to work the camera i'm like how do i do this anyways i won it was rigged that's what you're saying it was rigged it was absolutely rigged yes <laughs> it really was it was that's genuine well, genuine you got it yeah, they need people to win. Yeah, the, the the excitement. Yeah, and and I did. I made it. It was a buzzer beater. That's my my first yeah. buzzer beating win in the paycom. Um, awesome. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, go. I, I guess what I should tell people is watch the Rangers this year. Yes. There you go. Yeah, I'm I'm back. I got one more year, so be there and trying to defend our title. So ah, that's awesome. Yeah, what a fun thing to be able to say. That's so pretty cool. cool. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.